Section 14 of Pantrophion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Pantrophion by Alexis Soyer. Pip Fruit. Quince Tree. This tree appears to have been a native of Sidon, a city of Crete. From hence it passed into Greece, and soon became the delight of its voluptuous inhabitants. The environs of Corinth, above all, were noted for the sweetness and beauty of their quinces, which the enlightened luxury of Attica preferred to all others. Rome did not fail to enrich itself with a fruit, to which the ingenuity of culinary art was to give a new flavor. Young plants were first imported from abroad and put in boxes, but the Romans knew not how to rear them and were obliged for a long time to content themselves with excellent quinces preserved in honey and sent from iberia and syria to the great capital at last they learned how to cultivate the quince tree and subsequently introduced it into gaul where it succeeded admirably they too could then enjoy with a certain pride preserves nothing inferior to those of spain and which the confectioners in the market of dainties kept in reserve with quince wines for the tables of the patricians and also the stomachic exhilarating liqueur extracted from the fruit of sweet syndonium which even a petite maltresse would not have disdained at a light morning repast at any rate the faculty this time agreed with culinary chemistry in recommending to epicures those delicious preparations it was asserted besides that the quince possessed the most beneficial qualities first as an ailment and next as a counter poison gourmandes made the mind docile and none doubted its marvellous virtues this fruit so much extolled was preserved by placing it with its branches and leaves in a vessel afterwards filled with honey or sweet wine which was reduced to half the quantity by ablution pear tree many countries have disputed the honor of having given birth to the pear tree according to some it was a native of mount ida so renowned for its refreshing fountains others said alexandria and in the opinion of some writers it came from different parts of greece let us add to this enumeration palestine where this tree grew at a very remote period it results from these different allegations that the ancients were acquainted with the pear tree that they cultivated and were fond of pears which is not at all surprising as they are an excellent fruit theophrases was very fond of them 
he speaks of them very often and always with praise the same thing may be affirmed of pliny and more particularly of galen whose medical authority was formerly of so much weight the learned physician of pergamo is pleased to recognize in the pair strengthening qualities which benefit the stomach and an astringent virtue which the apple does not possess in the same degree like us the greeks and romans distinguished several kinds of this fruit whose names indicated their taste and forms it is not certain whether they possess the bon chrétien which honors our tables in winter either raw or cooked this name reminds us of its origin which we will relate louis the eleventh king of france had sent for saint francois de paul from the lower part of calabria in the hopes of recovering his health through his intercession the saint brought with him the seeds of this pear and as he was called at court le bon chrétien this fruit received the name of him to whom france owed its introduction apple tree a very ancient tradition for it is six thousand years old represents the apple as being from the beginning of the world the inauspicious fruit to which may be traced all the miseries of mankind we crave permission to defend it from this accusation merely by these few words that it is nowhere written the holy books rarely speak of the apple tree if we are not mistaken it is only mentioned in five passages of the sacred writings and at periods very distant from the first offence of man therefore nothing indicates aversion or contempt on the part of the inspired writers for this tree which on one occasion serves even as a graceful term of comparison from which it might be concluded that the inhabitants of the east thought as much of it as other nations there is one and perhaps only one example of a singular and excessive repugnance to apples it is said that Yoladasus, king of poland no sooner perceived them then he became so confused and terrified that he immediately fled it certainly required very little to disturb this poor prince greece produced very beautiful apple trees and their fruit was so excellent that it was the favorite dessert of philip of macedon and his son alexander the great who caused them to be served at all their meals probably they were obtained purposely for them from the island of Eucaba, which enjoyed an extraordinary reputation for apples the athenian legislator the wise solon almost succeeded in throwing discredit on this ailment so much light by his fellow-citizens by a sumptuary law which he thought it necessary to establish the inhabitants of attica were fond of good living 
and when one of them took a wife he spared no expense to give splendor to the nuptial banquet a very excusable pride on such an occasion solon was in the habit of interfering rather too much in the affairs of others every one has his failing and this was his he imagined that his fellow-citizens fared too sumptuously on their wedding day and in order to curtail an expense contrary to his ideas of economy he ordered that the bridegroom should be content with a single apple while his guests were regaling themselves at his expense who would believe it this law was religiously observed by the greeks and the persians thought it so original that they in turn adopted it the latins gave a favorable reception to the apple tree and cultivated it with care eminent citizens of rome did not disdain to give their names and patronage to different kinds procured by themselves or which they had improved in their orchards the manilian apples were so called after manilus the claudinian after claudius their patron the appian owed their name to appius some others preserved that of their native country such were the sidonians the greeks and the epirotes after the conquest of gaul the romans introduced all these fruits and as the climate was more favorable to apple trees than that of italy they soon multiplied to a surprising extent france ought to be grateful to these proud warriors for a present that enriched that province of the empire and which perhaps still contributes to its prosperity lemon tree among the richest productions of medea virgil mentions a tree whose fruit he attributes the greatest virtues against all poisons the description he gives it seems to belong to the lemon tree however this may be its origin and even its identity have given rise to the most animated dissipations many have asserted that juba king of mauritia fifty years b c spoke of the lemon tree and that he looked upon it as being very ancient they add that libyans gave to its fruit the name of hesperty apples that hercules stole and which on account of their color were called golden apples by the greeks who were indebted to that hero for their introduction others maintain that no one has spoken of them before theoprasius who called them median apples after the place of their origin and that consequently those persons were wrong who confounded them with the apples taken from the garden of the hespertides these difficulties will probably disappear if we remember that the ancients had given to the lemon tree various names which belonged to other trees the truth is that the athenians received it from the persians who were neighbors of the medes and from attica it spread all over greece 
lemons were only known to the romans at a very late period and at first were used only to keep the moss from their garments the acidity of this fruit was unpleasant to them and apicius makes no use of it those who wish to satisfy their curiosity on the subject may read the remarks of lister the celebrated physician of queen anne and editor of the works of this famous gourmet in the time of pliny the lemon was hardly known otherwise than as an excellent counterpoison fifty years after that palladius reared the plants which he had received from media and at last this tree was slowly naturalized in the south of europe a considerable number of anecdotes have been told of the anti-venomous properties of the lemon athenius speaks of two men who did not feel pain from the bite of dangerous serpents because they had previously eaten of the fruit either this story is false or men and things have strangely altered apicius preserves lemons by putting each of them into a separate vessel which is hermetically sealed with plaster and afterwards suspended from the ceiling in another place we shall speak of the tables and beds made of the lemon tree so fashionable amongst the romans and for which they spent prodigious sums one thing remains to be noticed and that is that preserved lemon peel was considered as one of the best digestives and that doctors recommend it to weak and delicate persons orange tree if confidence is to be placed in some authors the native land of the orange tree would appear to be the gardens of the hesperides so remarkable in mythological ages and it was found also in western africa mauritia and the fortunate islands to which they add those mountains of atlas so little known in a botanical point of view notwithstanding the daring excursions of several learned men according to other observers it originally came from the southern countries of china from the islands of the indian archipelago or even from the portion of the globe called oceana one incontestable fact is that writers of antiquity were completely ignorant of the existence of this superb tree had they known it its majestic height the dark green of its foliage the suavity of its flowers its fruit so fine bright and so flattering to the taste could not have failed to inspire them with brilliant pages theophrates and the latin geoponics never would have neglected to speak of the luxury and facidity it displays even in the season of hoary frost besides the name of portucan which is given to the orange by the arabs a name foreign to their language but which is again heard among the italians spaniards and even in the southern provinces of france is 
it not an indication that the introduction of this tree has some connection with the portuguese voyages to india particularly those of juan de castro in the year fifteen twenty it is the portuguese who have planted the orange tree in the canaries at madeira where it was supposed to be indigenous on account of the vigorous vegetation it there displays it is the portuguese who have introduced this tree into all countries washed by the mediterranean and it is still the portuguese who have furnished the parent suckers whence the spaniards have been enabled to form their immense groves in andalusia and argavia from the foregoing recital we may conclude that the grand polyphasic trivirate of antiquity architrastus valitius and apicius never tasted this fruit which heaven reserved for the appreciation of modern times blessed shades if attracted sometimes by the exquisite vapours of our stoves you should wander again round those succulent dishes which a more experienced chemistry enables us to elaborate if fruitless gastronomic reminiscences should lead you into the delightful retreat of some one of your disciples who by his enlightenment skill is there preparing the treasures of the dessert oh turn away your eyes from those enticing fruits which display their golden rays and rise in pyramids upon the a porcelain pedestal here are oranges the nectar and ambrosia of the olympian ages which you doubtless regret and we have again discovered these wonders of sweetness existed perhaps in china but you knew it not for china did not become a roman province but console yourselves giants of cookery we have not yet attained the high pinnacle of your art your wild boar a la troyenne your peacock's brains and your phenicopter's tongues secure for you a triumph which posterity will dispute in vain the orange known under the name of portugal orange comes from china not more than two centuries ago the portuguese brought thence the first scion which has multiplied which has multiplied so prodigiously that we now see entire forests of orange trees in portugal it appears to have been the custom formerly in england to make new year's presents of oranges stuck full with cloves we read in one of ben jonson's pieces the christmas mask he has an orange and rosemary but not a clove to stick in it at the present day we can dispense with this embellishment the first orange tree cultivated in the centre of france was to be seen a few years ago at fontainebleau it was called le connetable the constable because it had belonged to the connetable de bourbon and had been confiscated together with all property belonging to that prince after his revolt against his sovereign fig tree 
antiquity sacred and profane has not left us on any other tree facts so clear and certain as upon the fig tree it is the only tree of eden of which the sacred books have preserved to us any mention in the east there were immense plantations of it egypt has some also and the land of cain produced figs which enabled moses to judge of its fertility in scriptures in order to give us an idea of the happiness and tranquillity the jews enjoyed under the reign of solomon tell us that in judea and in israel all dwelt safely every man under his vine and under his fig tree and the fruit of this tree was no doubt very dear to the hebrews since rubshakeh the general of the assyrian army thought to seduce them from their obedience to hezekiah king of judea by saying to them come out to me and then eat ye every man of his own vine and every one of his fig tree thus the trade carried on with figs in jerusalem had become so considerable and active that esdras was obliged to indirect it on the sabbath day it appears that figs were arranged in small masses to which they gave the form of loaves or cakes either round or square which were sold nearly in the same way as at the present day from the east the fig tree passed into greece then into italy gaul spain and throughout europe the athenians pretended that this tree was a native of their soil and this people never wanted mythologic facts to support their assertions they imagined and would have others believe that the grateful ceres rewarded the athenian phytalis for his hospitality by giving him a fig tree which served for all the plantations of attica whatever may be the way it came to them they received it with transports of joy it was planted with great pomp in the centre of the public square at athens from that time the spot was sacred to them ere long the fame of the figs of attica spread far and wide they were the best in greece and the magistrates strictly prohibited their exportation this law was afterwards modified that is the exportation of figs was allowed on payment of a very heavy duty they then appointed inspectors whose duty it was to discover contraventions and report them thence arose the name of siophant taken by those informers a vile and despised set of men whose denunciations were often false and with whom the infamous authors of a base calamity were eventually assimilated in greece everyone feasted on figs it was sort of a regular gastronomic furor which knew no bounds and the wise plato himself ceased to be a philosopher when presented with a basket of that fruit as an ailment it was considered so wholesome and strengthening 
that on the first introduction of them they constituted the food of the athlete whose patron hercules had also fed on them in his youth the superiority of the greek figs was so generally acknowledged that the kings of persia even had a predilection for them dried ones were served on the tables of those ostentatious princes the romans believed according to an antique tradition that their first princes romulus and remus were found under a fig tree on the shore of the tiber they therefore rendered signal honors to this tree when it was brought into italy they planted it in the forum and it was under its shade that a sacrifice was offered every year to the shepherdess who had suckled their founder it may nevertheless be affirmed that no one before cato had noticed the fig tree which probably appeared in rome at the same period as the peach apricot and other trees of asia sixty years afterwards varro speaks of it as a novelty from beyond sea and points out to us that its various species have retained the names of the countries whence they came those varieties were so numerous that pliny counts no less than twenty-nine of them and the designation of the greater part recalled to mind the illustrious families who had taken them under their patronage the people of the north especially the moderns cannot well explain the extraordinary infatuation of the ancient southern nations for the fruit of the fig tree perhaps we ought to look for the reason in the nourishing fresh and sweet qualities of its pulp and in the numerous plantations of those trees which sometimes furnished an agreeable food to entire armies when other provisions failed that of philip of macedon owed its preservation to the figs brought to it by the magnesians a long time before david received with joy from the hands of abigail two hundred baskets of dried figs for himself and his exhausted men more than once the far-famed reputation of some beautiful plantations of fig trees brought long and disastrous wars on an entire country as steel attracts lightning xerxes left persia and rushed on attica to take possession of those delicious figs whose renown only had crossed his territory and it was partly to eat the figs of rome that the gauls waged war against italy thank heaven we have now more respect for our neighbors fig trees the best things in the world have had their detractors and the fig is not an exception philotimus and diphilus looked upon it as bad food galen was unwell after partaking of figs and he recommends us to mix almonds with them hippocrates himself thought them indigestible and advised to drink plentifully after eating them 
all these great men may have thought been right but the greeks their contemporaries acted as if they were wrong happily we are not called upon to decide between them figs were commonly served on an aristocratic tables with salt pepper vinegar and some aromatics they were eaten fresh or dried in the oven or on hurdles in the sun raspberry tree the ancients hardly mentioned the raspberry tree which they placed on a level with the bramble the latins call it bramble of ida because it was common on that mountain there can be no doubt however that the romans knew how to appreciate the raspberry tree so much esteemed in our days currant tree the moderns have attempted to ennoble our two kinds of currants by decorating them with latin names which recall their antiquity vain effort to all appearance the greeks and people of italy were not acquainted with the currant tree although they well deserved to possess this delicious fruit strawberry plant among the greeks the name of the strawberry indicated its tenuity this fruit forming hardly a mouthful with the latin the name reminded one of the delicious perfume of this plant both nations were equally fond of it and applied the same care to its cultivation virgil appears to place it in the same rank with flowers and ovid gives it a tender epithet which delicate palates would not disavow neither does this luxurious poet forget the wild strawberry which disappears beneath its modest foliage but whose presence the scented air reveals transported to the tables of the lucilli by the side of its more brilliant and more beautiful sister a flattering murmur often bore testimony to its merit and nature triumphed in the midst of ingenious guests soliciting of art what they repudiated in nature mulberry tree the ancient mulberry tree was considered the wisest and most prudent of trees because it took care they said not to let the smallest of its buds come to light before the cold had entirely disappeared not to return then however it hastened to repair lost time and a single night was sufficient to see it display its beautiful flowers which the next morning brightly opened at the rising of aurora the voluptuous romans reposing late on their soft couches the day after the fatigues of a banquet worthy of vitalis did not trouble themselves much about this interesting phenomenon which occurred if pliny does not mistake in the gardens of their villas but they knew that mulberries agree with the stomach and they afford hardly any nourishment and easily digest therefore no sooner had they opened their heavy eyelids than an egyptian boy attentive living bell at a sign disappeared and quickly returned bringing a small crystal vase 
filled with mulberry juice and wine reduced by boiling this beneficent fruit preserved in this mixture all its sweet flavor and enabled the rich patrician to await until evening the hour for his four new excesses it is quite evident that this luscious fruit was a native of canaan for the high road by which the tribes of israel went up to the feast at jerusalem lay through the valley of baca or mulberry tree and the whole tract of country from akron to gaza abounded in these trees end of section fourteen recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c